Welcome in, WindDailySports.com, sponsored by Thrive, our position-by-position preview. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. Also joining me, Jason Mezrahi of Win Daily Sports. Follow. What are you at, Jason Mezrahi? Still, are you just you the normal one with no numbers in your name or anything? No like numbers. That? Yeah, there no numbers. You can no, just no other the Jason Mezrahi in the world. Yeah. You're the yeah. only one. <laughs> There's probably a couple other, but yeah, just just rock the Win Daily Sports. It's a lot easier there to spell go. and just follow that, man. Like I don't need any more followers. We're good. No, uh, yeah, you're good. You don't need any more. Uh, but yeah, sponsored by Thrive. Use the promo code WINDAILY and you can get one month free of WINDAILY Gold plus 100% instant match up to $100. And Jason, as you could probably put it much more eloquently than I can, all of the overlay that you could potentially get when entering these Thrive contests. Yeah, that's a bunch of overlay, man. Take advantage of it. It just lowers the the threshold of cash. And if you want to double up, you want to make some money, you want to make a, a chance to go out there and win a GPP, definitely check out the Thrive app. It's 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 so easy to use, and there's definitely some some edge there. We'll help you out in our Discord chat to get it done over there. But take advantage of the promo code. They'll they'll match your deposit, and we'll also give you a free month of Win Daily Sports uh, membership as well. So you can sign over there. Use promo code Win Daily. Match your deposit, get a free month, and take advantage of overlay. It's going to be a lot easier to cash over on their site than it is on DraftKings or FanDuel right now. But we're going to be breaking down DraftKings and FanDuel for sure right now, position by position. So, John, let's go and in, get into this. Yeah, and there are multiple ways, by the way, to get a month free of Wayne Daily Gold. Also, use the promo code right there in the description, double up, and you can buy one month of Wayne Daily and get one free. And you'll be able to use this wonderful thing here that we call the projection tool, projection model. And it's a good one. And we're going to start with quarterbacks here first, Jason. Are we are we still going? Is Patrick Mahomes kind of just your play over and over again until it just stops working, or at least until the ownership goes up at some point? Look, it's never going to stop working. You know, we project out his his point totals every single game for the rest of the year. I will choose to avoid him if he's in a tough matchup, and there's not going to be too many tough matchups that you know Mahomes won't have to go out there and do his thing. They really don't have much of a run game. Hilaire's there had a pretty good game last week, but. I don't expect that to be the focus of this offense. So Mahomes is going to be slinging it. This Philadelphia secondary, John, I don't want to talk about it too much, but you got to see this defense last week live in action in Dallas. It didn't look too good with Dak throwing the ball. It's going to look a lot worse with Mahomes throwing the ball. I hope Philly can hang in this game so you can see that ceiling game out of Mahomes, but I have no problem getting my 25 to 30 points out of Mahomes pretty much every weak standard and you get a plus matchup here against Philadelphia. So it's a no brainer play. You play him at the top dog. I prefer, prefer him over Kyler Murray this week. I prefer him over Josh Allen. I don't think either have as good of a matchup as the Philly matchup possesses for Mahomes. So Mahomes is number number one for me up top. Yeah, and look, I think Philly is going to be able to at least keep the matchup close enough that you can get kind of that ceiling game for Mahomes. And look, Mahomes is in a great spot. He's a quarterback that has to throw the ball because they don't have a good rushing game. And so they throw all the time and they trust him doing it. But their defense stinks. The Kansas City's defense is bad, awful. Man. Like it's bad. it's really bad to the point where like this could be a little bit of a game stack. Uh, it just depends on how much like you are completely off of Philly. But I think Philly they, they went up against two defenses, and I actually think Dallas has gotten a lot better, and I think they're better than Kansas City. Like that they just kind of gotten lost a little bit. They went on the road, and Dallas didn't look good. But I think at home against this Kansas City defense, you can do a little bit of a game stack here, and I would not be opposed to it. But for sure, Patrick Mahomes I think is in play here. He's always in play for the ceiling game unless the matchup really dictates it and he's going up against one of these really top defenses and tough defenses to go against but I just think, don't think that's this case here uh, and the Eagles can keep this one close enough look Kansas City's defense is bad so this should be a really good one uh, what else are we intrigued by like Matthew Stafford's going up against the Cardinals I actually think that one's going to be a little chalky in this slate uh, where do you think the chalk is going to be? And do you think it could potentially be Matthew Stafford? Because I think any quarterback going up against Arizona, especially him and that offense, is going to be probably a little too looked at. Yeah, I'm looking at our optimizer tool right now. We do have an optimizer on Win Daily as well. So make sure you check out the optimizer. Right now, there is some ownership 
flocking to Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Emma Holmes up top. And there is a courageous amount of people out there that are willing to draft Justin Fields again. Um, So you have Kyler Murray and Stafford. They're within the top 10. Um, They're definitely playable for the most part. I think as crazy as this sounds, both these guys due to their offenses are matchup proof, you know, kind of Stafford's in that same price range that Herbert was last week where he's like, he's just too cheap not to play him. He's a great quarterback, great system. But I do think there is potential for this game to, you know, underwhelm a little bit. But it should be a very competitive game. So you don't have to worry about blowouts here. So even if this game's a little bit lower than expected, if it does go under what Vegas has as a total, you got Murray and Stafford in what should be a close game. You know, even if it goes 24-27 or 24-21 or somewhere in that range of the lower half of the the 20s and maybe doesn't reach 50, you're still going to have a game where there's not much run game for both sides here. We know where Stafford wants to throw the ball with Cooper Cup. We kind of know where Kyler Murray wants to throw the ball. They're not my favorite targets on the slate. I don't think they're going to be like supremely high-owned either, so I think they're definitely playable at their price tags. Um, Murray can easily run two in. Um, he's going to be scrambling, you know, against his Rams defense. His Rams defense is good. Arizona is better as well. So I think these are two good defenses, but two great offenses. I still think they're going to possess the points. I will get shares of Kyler Murray rushing upside. I will get shares with Stafford and and cup combinations as well, just because I like this game overall. But I think there's, there's better plays and going back to the game in, in Philadelphia, I'm willing to give Jalen Hurts another shot. Like, Yes, I had to do a double. Absolutely. I had to do. I had to do a double take here. Like even in bad games against good defense, Hertz figures out a way to get it done. You know, I think half of it is because their defense is so bad that they're going to be in you know higher scoring games in general, and he will be playing from behind a lot. So that actually helps him at the quarterback position. And then this matchup, like if you ask, like I would say, fifty people off the street, what is the Chiefs record right now. I don't think most people would guess it's as bad as it actually is. Like their defense has lost them games. And surprisingly, I think not, I don't think Philly's going to win this game. So don't get too excited out there, John. Like don't, don't think it's actually going to happen. Trust me, I'm not. Nope. I think, I think Jalen Hurts could put up points against his offense. And I do think Miles Sanders is kind of sneaky in this game. And I like the value. Look like if I'm going to take a shot on Jalen Hurts in this game, you know, Paying up for Devontae Smith, it can definitely work out. It can work out with Regan at mid-range, but I don't mind going all the way down to like Quez Watkins and just, you know what, in my Jalen Hurd stacks, if it hits, it hits, and, and it really hits and opens up a lot of salary. So I think Jalen, you know, naked could work, him rushing. This could be a big rush game for him. We saw what, you know, Lamar did, you know, to this Chiefs defense. So there's a lot of things that can happen in this game. I want some shares here, so I'll have both sides. I will have more Patrick than Jalen, but I will have Jalen as well. Yeah, and here we're taking a look at the projection model and looking at the values at quarterback. Jacoby Brissett at 5,100 going up against Indianapolis. That defense isn't as good as, it, as it's as it been. You know, uh, just looking at these values, because you mentioned Jalen Hurts, and he is one of the values along with Sam Darnold, along with Heineke and Prescott and Garoppolo, and even Fields is up there. But, you know, is Jalen Hurts kind of that is your – sort of value play here or is there another one that you see that kind of intrigues you when it comes to quarterback value plays the one that intrigues me a little bit i'm not going overboard here but if there was potentially a defense that looks worse right now than philadelphia the one that i want to attack that has a good offense um that's going to be able to put up points still it's a seattle secondary and it's jimmy g look they're having some problems like they're they are a run-first offense. Don't get me wrong, but they're having some problems keeping people on the field, and yeah. it doesn't look like Sermon is is really taking over the way they said he might take over. It's not. It's not really happening. So in this case, you know, we got the 49ers favored at home by three. Um, they're they're projected to score 27 and a half points. I like the combination of Debo with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not a big Jimmy G guy, but I think in in the right game script. And I was talking to guys over the sharp, 
you know, the Sharp app, and we work directly with them. I'm working with Satsational every single day with, with Kevin, 20 deep with sports betters, and we're on Seattle going into this game. So that can even mean that Garoppolo will be playing from behind in a game that Vegas has projected at 52 points. So now the game script turns over. Seattle comes in hungry, potentially, wins this game outright. Jimmy G's thrown from behind. A lot of Debo Samuel. I know I spoke to Sticks today, too. He's traveling the world from wedding to wedding right now. <laughs> He's gone to more weddings in, in, in a month than I've done in my last like three Jeez. years of like life. But he also likes George Kittle as a sneaky player. So I like hearing that he's on the San Francisco you know, pass offense, and we're not really touching their rush offense right now. There's too many question marks there. Um, so Jimmy G to Debo Samuel is going to be my sneaky – Hopefully, lower owned stack, good value at 5.6. And I got to ask you, we're going to be interviewing David Hester um, later Friday and into, on our Saturday, you know, Series XM show as well. Do we have enough courage? Look, if we're going back to the well and we're going to give Jalen Hurts a shot, even though he never really failed this this year, I wasn't a big fan of Justin Fields last week. If there was a weekend, we don't even know he was going to start. That's the crazy part. Like, you, right. we don't even know if he's going to start right now. But if he does start, Lions at home, hopefully a better situation. The second start, like terrible the first start. Yeah. Um, I had him in a couple lines. I'm not going to lie. I think everybody should have had him in a couple lines due to the rushing upside that he has. Do you see anything potentially better? Everything's going to be better, but like better enough to start. No, I just – I don't see it. Like I'd rather at 5,200 if I want to go that cheap. Why not just take Jacoby Brissett, who we know put up at least some fantasy points last week. Like Justin Fields, I get the rushing upside. I, I get it. I get it. But he also has to do something in the passing game. And it's just not there. In the first game that he had to come in when Andy Dalton got hurt, he looked terrible. And then, of course, the start last week, he looked terrible. And I, I don't want to say it's all his fault because I think it could be a good quarterback. It's just Matt Nagy's passing offense is really bad. So the, the already the upside in the passing offense just isn't really there because of Matt Nagy's play calling and his passing offense. It's never been there at all since he's been head coach of the Bears. And I don't think it's going to change in just the second start of Justin Fields' career. So I just don't think there's enough rushing upside for me. Like, if, if Chicago's going to win this one, it's going to be low scoring. I thought Detroit did pretty well. They only held what? I think the Ravens did 19 points. And Lamar Jackson's yeah, rushing quarterback. Tougher, so. Yeah, they're playing, yeah, they're like playing it's just, a little bit tougher. It's not a spot I, I like at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Look, Brissett limited upside against the Colts and – you know, at the Sharp app, we're also on the Colts right now, plus two. So, you know, Brissett has a – he probably has a higher floor than Fields, a lower ceiling yes. than Fields, yes. even though we haven't seen it. You know, potentially, if you want to YOLO a lineup, you know, that <laughs> range, just to, just to be different. This Washington defense, I don't know what happened to it. It's Back end, secondary is horrible. It's yeah, really it's too bad. early to tell um, what, what's going on with it. But if you're going to take a shot, I think, on, on a, a potential low-end guy, That's and you're guy. just hoping for 15, 20 points, I think I think Matt Ryan also. Look, if Washington is going to be susceptible to, to the pass and people are going to be thrown on his team, look, a Ridley to Ryan combination, it hasn't hit yet because Ryan is kind of old and Ridley, I'm assuming he's getting, you know, he's getting some blanket coverage and he just hasn't popped off game script, whatever. Um, but Ridley could be – a discount. Look, I don't like him. I'm not going to play him as much um, than I am going to be playing DK Metcalf as long as he's healthy and some other wide receivers are going to talk about. But, you know, if you want a YOLO lineup in that range, I, I I do think Matt Ryan deserves one lineup with Calvin Ridley. If you're yes. building more than, you know, 15 lineups, give him a shot at that price tag. And Wrigley, Ridley's cheap, you know, with a number one receiver being that cheap too. I think that's a good a good little pairing to go with. So I want to use that same line of thinking, and this is this is going to be you know this the same kind of reasoning. Washington is a defense that's really good that's just looking poor, and the back end of their secondary looks terrible. And same thing with San Francisco. San Francisco is 27th in pass DVOA. They're not a good passing defense right now, mainly because they just don't have you know many guys healthy and a lot of guys on that roster that are available. So they're having to put out rookies. They're having to put out Josh Norman. So I think honestly. 
Russell Wilson, weird to say, like, yeah, Russell Wilson always is in play, but like, I think now more than ever, like this is a really good sneaky play here that maybe because it's San Francisco's defense that some people can be scared off a little bit by Russell Wilson. I love him in this matchup. San Francisco's secondary has been awful. They've just gotten really lucky in a couple of games. Uh, and of course, Aaron Rodgers just absolutely decimated them the way Jalen Hurts should have a couple weeks ago in week two. I think Russell Wilson is going to be able to throw all over the these guys just like Aaron Rodgers did. So Russell Wilson at 7.1K I think is a very good option as well. You're tuned into the position by position preview right here, windilysports.com, sponsored by the Sharp app. Sharp.app is where you can go download the app, any of the app stores as well, Google store, or if you want to go to the Apple app store as well, and also sponsored by Thrive. As well, you can use the promo code WINDALE and you'll get one month free of WINDALE and also a 100% instant match up to $100 on your first deposit. Okay, time to go to running backs, Jason Mizrahi. And uh, am I clicking value and seeing Sony Michelle, Michael Carter? Uh, you know what? How about we just start with the top guys? It's what we like to do here at running back because Derrick Henry. Can you get enough of Derrick Henry this week? Uh, there's no, there's no amount that is. There's no limit. Eric the limit Henry. does yeah, not exist. <laughs> look, they're 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 a little bit banged up at the wide receiver position. You know, great matchup first. The Jets. Look, the game script's going to be in his favor. They should be winning the game the entire game. I don't see the Jets hanging for too long. Look, and and Tennessee's defense is not not so good. So, you know, I, I think the Jets will put up more points than they did last week. It's going to be. Tough yeah. to do so. Uh, maybe they put up one. It's a bad Titans uh, defense. So I think yeah. Zach Wilson will have some time to, to run around a little bit and make some plays. For sure. So they'll score one point, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not messing with any of these Jets. Is As good as a matchup versus Titans is, no thank you. I made a mistake week one. I'm never doing it again. I'm not playing into the Corey Davis uh, revenge narrative versus the Titans or anything like that. So, like, look, it's going to be a blowout. Um, they're favored by six and a half. I kind of like the t- Titans to to win the game by more than seven. I I see nothing in this Jets team that that worries me. I know, like I said, Tennessee's a little bit banged up. They're gonna rely on the Rock in Henry's hand. So Henry's at the top of the board. You can come off him. He's a little bit too expensive if if that's a thing. You know, over on Fanduel, um, it's gonna be tough to make lineups with him. Actually, you know, he's ten point two on Fanduel. So you can come off him on Fanduel. I think you can even come off him on DraftKings if you want to go out there and grab some value and build a little bit differently. But if you're ever in a situation that you have the money to spend on Derrick Henry, you spend it and you play him and you lock up your 20, 25 points and you don't look back. Um, you try to find value elsewhere. So, you know, I like him over Kamara in this situation on, on DraftKings. And we got to see what happens after that because it does fall off from there there's yep. not too many running backs and i'm like oh my god i have to get this guy this week so henry is that guy outside of that like there's nobody that i'm looking at right now that say you know this guy's in a, in a perfect situation or in a smash spot by any means so when that happens i like to slide down as far as i can slide down where i still feel you know somewhat comfortable and i think there there's a an option if you run with uh, Mahomes stack, that you can slide in Miles Sanders and hope for the best. I know I'm I'm saying it in a not so confident way, but game script, right. you know, Philly's going to put up 21 points here, 24 points here. You know, Sanders falls into the end zone, catches a couple passes, hopefully gets over you know 80 yards, maybe pushes over 100 at that price tag at 6400. I feel kind of safe there that he's going to find a way to do some damage there. Then if you want to scroll down a little bit farther, you know, if you're not playing Mahomes, I think Hilaire, look, he's going to have end zone opportunities, red zone opportunities. He's going to fall into the end zone a couple times potentially. So at 5,400, he's valuable again. You know, he's not going to burn you too badly in a situation against Philly on the best offense. And then if you want to pivot off Hilaire, I think Zach Moss, you know, for whatever reason, he did not start week one. We never really got the true story as to what happened. But, you know, at this price tag, he's he's becoming more the every down back. Singletary's still there. But at that price tag with this game script that they're going to be favored by 16 and a half going into the game, 
they're still projected to score around 31, 32 points. This game's going to be out of hand quick. Similar situation to, to Derrick Henry. You pair Henry with Moss, and you hope he gets into the end zone two times as well, gets you 15, 20 points, and you move on. So those are the guys that I'm kind of looking at from an early look right now. There's obviously other plays on the board, um, but those are the ones that I think for, from a value perspective you can pair up with Derrick Henry on DraftKings. And if you want to stay in that mid-range, I do think taking a shot on Sanders, you know, makes some sense. And then if Cook is confirmed out, uh, Madison is in play again for sure. Look, the guy can do, for the most part, everything on the field. Um, So if he slides in or Cook, you know, has any extended time off here, I do think, you know, Madison would be an, an optimal play again, even though Cleveland's defense is better. He's just so heavily involved if Cook's out of the offense that I think he's going to be a nice little value at 6.6. Yeah, look, Derrick Henry to me is one. Like, I hate to say you have to have him, like, in all of your lineups or anything, but, like, most of them I think need to include Derrick Henry. He is in such a smash spot. And I just – it's it's not even because, like, the, the 8,800 is a lot. And, like, that that is a ton to put in your lineup. But the matchup's so good. And I even think whatever the game script might be, let's just say the Jets are able to put up points. No matter what, Derrick Henry's going to have to run the ball. The, the Titans know that this is the way they win football games, and especially when – Two of their top options are hurt and haven't been practicing and are both questionable. And even if they play, again, they're guys that aren't practicing. They will give Derrick Henry the rock over and over and over again. I think there is no game script that works against Derrick Henry in this matchup, and I think he's going to put up a ton of points. And I think it just kind of proves with the value here. You look at some of the top values, and he is one of the best values on the board and also one of the highest-priced players on the board as well, which is kind of insane but I think, like you just said, perfect way to kind of pair him with somebody like Zach Moss, 5,300. This is where the game script works well in his favor. He's a goal line back. He's going to get a lot of the red zone touches. He's going to get a lot of the touches around the end zone. And against Houston, they're probably going to, to be doing that a lot. So I like Zach Moss as well. That is certainly what I'm going for. And look, if you want to some, somehow pivot off of Derrick Henry or don't like it, I think Jonathan Taylor is in a really good matchup. Miami's rush defense has not been good at all. They're one of the bottom, you know, uh, bottom third defenses in the league when it comes to rush defense. So Jonathan Taylor here, I think he's in a good spot where you could see one of those big games coming from Taylor. Carson Wentz has not looked good. He's still dealing with two ankle injuries, which is still insane to think about. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get a huge bulk of the carries, and I think a lot of production is going to come there as well. If you want to pivot off of Derrick Henry, uh, because that's the only way you would do it. Because 6,300, look, it's only 1K above uh, Zach Moss, but still, I don't think you're going to be able to put 6,300 you know, and 8,800 in one lineup. Yeah, there's other guys, too, in this mid-range that I think are interested. First off, look, we got to check the, the injury reports. We do a live stream every Sunday morning, so make sure you check out that live stream. After listening to the podcast, watching the stream, you check out the live stream every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. But Saquon Barkley, look, he got seven targets um, last week. Not the best matchup, but again, you know, everybody on Sharp or a couple people on Sharp that I've been talking to this week, we actually like the Giants getting seven points here. So they're going to be a dog. They're banged up at wide receiver. Look, they're really banged up. That means more touches. If they want to stay competitive, they want to try to win this game, they got to put Barkley into the passing game as well. So he got seven targets last week. He scored a touchdown, got 21 points. DraftKings did not move his price up much, up 200 bucks. So the only the only downside is, look, he was a limited participant in, in practice on Thursday. So if we hear any reports that kind of say anything that's negative where potentially, you know, he won't see the field, they're easing him up or anything like that, then I'm, I'm going to be totally off him. But in a situation that, you know, reports look good. He he practices Friday. Everything is smooth sailing Saturday and Sunday. I think Barkley could go out there and do his thing as well. And then also, look, we stay in that $6,000 range. Like you said, San Fran's defense is not the same San Fran defense that we all know and, and love to, to stay away from and, and potentially play in DFS um, defensively. But Chris Carson starting to emerge as a, as a real dominant back in the Seattle offense you know, 15, 16 points the last two games. Um, so if he goes out there and does the same thing at 6,300, can't really burn you either. So that $6,000 range is probably where we're going to fall. If, like I said, if Barkley is completely healthy, 
He's in a in a spot. I like the call of Jonathan Taylor. The sharp, you know, the sharp app is on them as well at plus two. So we like the Colts playing from behind. We like Seattle playing from behind. We like the Giants playing from behind. So all these teams and their running backs in this mid-range. And if you want to throw in Antonio Gibson too, he's, you know, he was a non-participant on Thursday. We got to check the status of him. But if he's healthy, we're waiting for that breakout game. Atlanta is the best matchup that he's faced so far. Look, the Chargers was a good defense. Buffalo's a good defense. The Giants, not so much. And he had his best game as far as on the ground goes, 13 for 69 um, against the Giants. So Atlanta's going to be a soft defense. But again, we got to check these injury reports. If he's clear, if Saquon's clear, you enter them in your player pool. You you throw in a little, you know, Hilaire and Zach Moss. You play some Henry up top. And we got to see the situation with Dalvin Cook as well. If Dalvin Cook plays, he's always in play. Aaron Jones also should be in a pretty good spot. And Nick Chubb, even though Kareem Hump's taken away from him, Minnesota's defense is pretty bad as well. So yeah. as I'm entering more lineups, Nick Chubb will fall into a couple of lineups as well. Yeah, uh, you're tuning in position by position preview here, windailysports.com. That's a look at the running backs. And now a look at wide receivers. And you are now seeing the top options when it comes to wide receiver. Tyreek Hill, AK, Devontae Adams, 7,900. Cooper Cup is up there. I mean, is... Cooper Cup's been outstanding, and he's been tremendous for the Rams. But obviously, with with such a huge price increase, is it worth still getting Cooper Cup? Look, is it is it worth it? Um, only time will tell, man. It really it really comes down to it. But don't hate on the numbers that he's putting up. He's obviously right, built can, a report. Definitely can. He's yeah. built a rapport with Matt Stafford. This is going to be a high scoring game. Murray and the Cardinals are going to are going to keep pace. This game's going to move fast, a lot of scoring. So Cooper Cup, you know, I would say he's more consistent than these other top dogs right now. He's been more consistent than anybody on the field. He's always finding ways to get open. He's got the the, the yards after catch, too. He's he's making moves. He's scoring touchdowns. He's Stafford's boy, man. It's his, it's his offense right now. It's him and Stafford basically lighting everybody up. So why would I come off, you know, Cooper Cup until he does me wrong? So I think Cooper Cup. In every single lineup you make with Stafford, you've got to have Cooper Cup in there. Look, I'm not saying Robert Woods can't emerge this week. He's supremely been priced down from where he started. He's at 5,300. You know, so I will get shares of, of Robert Woods as well. But I think Cooper Cup's in another, you know, smash spot. Devontae Adams, look, Pittsburgh is not playing so well. Um, I don't know if they're going to have to throw the ball much. Ben is washed. Um, their offense can't block for Ben or for Najee Harris. So, look, if the Avante Adams goes out there and lights up uh, a Pittsburgh, I probably won't have too many shares, but we could see a two-touchdown Adams game. Metcalf in a great spot. Every single Russell Wilson lineup I'll have probably will still have Metcalf over Lockett. I'll have some shares of Lockett as well. For Cooper Cup, he's going to be in my top five as far as ownership. I think in cash games, you got to play him as well. But I mentioned a name earlier. I think the best value, if you can see on the board right now, on on Win Daily is Debo Samuel, or one of the best values. I'm sure some, there's some cheap guys that we can slide in there. But two guys that I love in this mid-range would be Debo Samuel, and then the other one will be Odell Beckham. Look, he's love Odell Beckham. Yep. He's by himself, 5,800. You know, it's, it's another nice little play. Too. Terrible secondary. No Landry. Nobody really around him to, to take targets away. Last week, we saw a little bit of what he can do, but that game got out of hand, you know, pretty quickly against Chicago. Chicago, I think they had more penalties and negative yards and actual yardage. So, you know, Cleveland didn't really have to throw the ball much. In this game, they should have to throw the ball because the Minnesota Vikings will score with Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and the rest of this team at home in a dome. So I think Odell is in a smash spot at his price tag. And, I might play so much Odell that I might have to make a, a Baker lineup, one one or two Baker lineups just could to get be. that parent. Because, yeah. look, he's cheap, man. He could run one in. He can throw two to Odell and throw for 250. If if the Vikings go ahead and put up points on the backside, this game is a 52-point over-under. Look, I'll have shares of both of these quarterbacks. I'll have a lot of Odell Beckham. And I also will have some Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Um, because we don't really know the status of Dalvin Cook. So it could be a, a big passing game here for Minnesota. But Cleveland's defense is definitely something that I worry about a, a little bit. 
you know, get into Kirk Cousins here or there, but I will have some shares of the pass catchers for sure. Yeah, just looking at the value, and I want to ask you this because you obviously watch the Jets. Uh, like it has to be, it has to be a good situation for me to do this. Let's, let's be you... <laughs> honest, I don't, I don't watch the Jets. Well, let's, you pay it. Why would I ever? Why I don't, I don't. There's, there's no fantasy goodness, and I can care less for a team that does. If they have no fantasy goodness, and you can't make me money, like I got better things to do, better games to watch, and watch the Jets. Like I don't. Yes. My loyalty for a, a team that plays in New Jersey is not that high. I'll tell you that much. But we do have but, a really bad secondary here. And Corey eh, Davis, there was a lot of hype. Eh. It's a bad secondary. It's an awful secondary. And you can throw on it. Is there, and I'm just, I'm pointing it out because I see in the value on the projection model that Corey Davis is not a bad value for today or for, excuse me, for Sunday. I mean, any interest at all in Corey Davis? Any, any man, at all if you're looking for man, some 5K value? Man. I don't want to do it. Or maybe Elijah like, not, Moore instead I'm, at 3,900. No, no. I don't even know if Elijah Moore is playing. That, like People don't even want to play for the Jets. That's how bad they are. Like, nah, I don't <laughs> feel too good. I, I don't want to play. Um, they're, they're so bad. Like, look, in, in if I'm making lineups and the number lands on 5,000, right. uh, I'd probably still take Brandon Ayuk over him, you know, just because I, I don't want to invest in the Jets. But – you know, one out of every 15 lineups, if I'm, I'm not building to get Corey Davis in my lineup. Like, yes. I don't, I'm not going to build that way. But if I round out a lineup, I'm like, oh, I have a $5,000. I have a $5,000 guy. I probably, like I said, I'll probably play Ayuk in front of him um, and pair him because I like the Seattle side, pair him with Metcalf or, or pair him with Lockett. I know our boy Tony w- was shouting out uh, Greg Swain as well for Seattle, but. Yeah, I like that game over the Jets game overall. But, you know, a share of Corey Davis. You know, if I'm making 20 lineups, maybe I have one lineup with Corey Davis. Can't hurt me. Hopefully, you know, in that lineup he goes off. But I'm not going to actively target him. You know, I'd rather pay you up, like I said. I'd rather take some Robert Woods at 5,300. Yeah. I'd definitely rather take Odell Beckham at 5,800. Debo at 6,500. I'll find ways to get off of you know Corey Davis before I get on to him but you know we talk we spoke about the Jets too much um <laughs> I want to get your take though on, on Dallas we haven't mentioned them I know they still you've had nightmares ever since you know this past weekend when you went to Dallas but we haven't talked about Dak haven't talked about you know CeeDee Lamb Amari Cooper is it because Carolina's defense is so scary what what is the situation that we haven't talked about these guys or is it the nightmares is it you're still you still haven't recovered from what happened in dallas no it's not that honestly like i'm not scared of carolina's defense look if you look at the best passing defense in the nfl in terms of yardage it's carolina they've only given up if you look at again just yards per game 146 yards per game but of course obviously context in there of who they played one of them was Houston, it was the Jets, and it was the Saints. So this Carolina defense, right, it's there. it's Possibly. terrible passing <laughs> yeah, offense. It's probably yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. Jameis Winston, I don't think, has cracked 200 yards yet. Like Houston was throwing out there Davis Mills, and the Jets, of course, it's the Jets, and that was Zach Wilson's first game. So I, I'm not saying that Carolina is a great defense, or I'm not playing them based off of those numbers, but I think as we've seen kind of in, in a way with – Dallas, because that first game, it was necessary for them to put up 50, you know, attempt 50 passes and throw the ball a ton because Tampa Bay is the worst secondary in the NFL right now, or at least in terms of yardage Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. So is this going to be a game where they need to throw 50 times or they need to go in to throw 40? Like, yeah, I'm sure you could probably get shares of CD lamb. You could probably get shares of Mari Cooper, but like, even with, even with Michael Gallup out, Cedric Wilson gets involved so much that you still have three viable wide receivers. You have two tight ends, and I actually want to mention one when we get to it, but you have tight ends that get involved as well. You have running backs to get involved. The only time that you know Dallas, at least in DFS here, you can go after is I think when you, you have a game script like it was against Tampa Bay where you know that they're going to and they're also willing to throw 40, 50 times. I don't think that's going to be this game. It just does not feel like that one. Yeah, this is a tough game. Like, I don't think you're having a nightmares. I think it's it's a tough game to kind of game script for. Vegas has it 52 points um, as an over-under. Wow. Dallas winning, Dallas winning by four and a half. 
but nobody's really talking about, you know, what to do here. You know, I think, I think for a couple reasons, I think with Zeke and Pollard sharing touches, we don't really want to play Zeke and we are not going to play Tony Pollard there, but with them being a good running offense, it takes away from Dak a slightest bit. And then Dallas's defense got a lot better. They're not the same team that just lets up, you know, point after point after point through four quarters, their defense has gotten better. And then Carolina's defense, we think got better, but we don't really know because they yep. played the three worst defense and the three worst offenses here. So like we could be underestimating the passing game for Dallas and Dak, and we could be, you know, overcompensating for the defense of Carolina. Vegas has it at 52. So I think it would be smart to get shares of Dak, you know, with CD or Amari Cooper. We're going to talk about Dalton Schultz. I love what I saw, you know, against Philadelphia. So I think he's an extreme value play. And then running it back, I'm not going to really run, you know, Trevor Hubbard out there. Hate saying the name. Don't even want to play him in DFS for whatever reason. No, not at At all. Yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah, 5.9, you know, it's it's not anything that's appetizing. So I'm not going to go there. I think Dallas' defense is better. But DJ Moore is definitely playable here. I was high on Donald, but I don't think this is a great matchup for Donald. But I, I do think I can see a path that Dak does throw for 300, does throw for three touchdowns, and this Carolina defense is not as good. And if Carolina can score, you know, if Carolina can put up the points against Dallas – I can see Dak having a big game with, you know, probably CeeDee Lamb. But like you said, Wilson's involved. Their tight ends are heavily involved. And then Pollard and Elliott are catching passes too. So I think that takes away from Dak a little bit. But I will have some Dak shares, especially if I'm hearing everybody not talk about him and and not go to him, you know, due to the fact that he didn't really have to throw the ball much, you know, once, you know, Dallas took a lead and it was like, Philly really didn't even score. You know, they just happened to score off that that one fumble uh, situation. But outside of that, you know, if Dak has to throw the ball, I think they become interesting again. Yeah, I think they do. And I want to, since we're talking about Dallas so much, I do want to bring up uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, for for Dallas and going over to the tight ends here in our position by position preview sponsored by Thrive. Also the Sharp app as well. Go to sharp.app and you can uh, sign up for Sharp and you can just go to any of your app stores and search up the Sharp app. But like I, I mentioned it because he had 89 targets last year, which is a lot. And that was still happening when even with if it was Andy Dalton or Dak Prescott. So it was happening earlier in the year. He had double digit targets. Uh, He had 10 targets, I think, against Atlanta early on in that season. And also he's doing it late in the season as well with Andy Dalton. And so far, it's been consistent. Week two was the only the week where he didn't have six or more targets. Dalton Schultz at 3,400, I just think is completely, completely mispriced. Like he's getting as many targets. He only had last season. Noah Font had 93 targets last year. Dalton Schultz had 89. He was four off. And there is such a significant difference between where Noah Font is and where Dalton Schultz is. So I just think Schultz is just completely mispriced, continue to be mispriced, and nobody has kind of caught on yet, except for I've read some kind of DFS tight ends article at winddailysports.com. If you sign up for a gold membership, the description below, double up. You can buy one month of of Daily gold for $49.99, get another month free. Uh, But I I think the guy who wrote that article had Dalton Schultz on there and is starting to recognize. Just just for calling me out, you asshole, just for calling me out (laughs) and giving giving those stats out that I don't even know about because I'm not like a stat junkie at all. I'm going to have you go edit my article before I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I, I want that in my article to say that Dalton Schultz had that many targets last year. Cause you know, I'm not checking targets last year. I'm just, I'm kind of like the eye test type of guy. When I saw every time there was a big third down play, it Dalton was Schultz, Dalton Schultz. Yep. like every single time. And like he was open, he was stiff arming dudes. He was running for an extra 10 and they're used like he's, being used in this offense more than Michael Gallup was being used more than at times Amari Cooper is being used. That's like a glaring thing to me. And I think one way you can build now, and I've been talking to some guys in, in our discord and expert chat about, about it. And I really think there's an opportunity because 
if you look back a wide receiver and you try to find somebody in that 3K range, like, oh, my God, I got to find somebody here to slide in. I only got 3K left. There's not too many people that I have any confidence in. Let's be honest. Right. Like, I really don't have any confidence in Darnell Mooney with whoever Nagy decides to, you know, pick as quarterback. Then he has to, like, draw up a play that would actually work. <laughs> so like, why would I play Darnell Mooney? So like when it, co- when it comes down to like finding a three K guy, I don't think you're going to find a better three K guy than Dalton Schultz. So I actually like him in my tight end spot. Or if I go ahead and play Travis Kelsey, or there's, there's numerous tight ends that I think have value going into this game. Like we haven't spoke about, Denver versus Baltimore because we really don't want to play Teddy Bridgewater. Like we didn't mention Lamar either because Denver's defense is pretty good. Marquise Brown can't catch a ball and we have problems finding ways for Lamar. Probably one of the most talented dudes that can athletically just run circles around people. He doesn't have people to throw the ball to too often that can catch that are wide receiver ones. So we don't talk. We're doing a whole show. We haven't spoke about Lamar Jackson, but you know, Noah Font. So if you go out there and play Noah Font, there's no Hamler. You know, there's no Judy. It's yeah, that's him and, that's a good spot. Yep. There's him and okay. Sutton there. You know, so with him and Sutton there, I'm not going to, you know, just remove Tim Patrick out. But I think it's going to be more Sutton and Fant. And I do like Sutton in that game as well. So I feel totally confident running Sutton. If I'm not running Sutton, I like running Noah Font. If I need more value for my tight end spot. And what I'm saying is, you can play font and tight end at 4,300. I feel like you're getting a comfortable 10 points. You could potentially get 20 points. And then you slide Dalton Schultz in at 3,400. You can comfortably get eight points. And you have 15 to possibly 20-point upside, you know, if this game stays competitive and Dak is throwing the ball, all that kind of good stuff happens. So I like the, the double tight end stack just because of Dalton Schultz. And guys like Noah Font that are so cheap that you can pair them together and you can now pay up for Derrick Henry. You can pay up for Patrick Mahomes. You can pay up for some of the wide receivers that we mentioned that are in that more expensive tier. So I like Schultz. I like Noah Font. And I also think if there was a week for Heineke and the Washington football team to, to link kind up. of put yeah. it together, I think it would be Logan Thomas's day, yep. 4,900. So those are the three guys I like for value. And I like pairing them together because I'm not seeing that extreme value at wide receiver or even at running back. So I think tight ends are a spot where, you know, I love Kelsey. He's really good. He's better than most wide receivers. He's put up 20 points in every single game. You know, I feel more confident, crazy maybe to say this, but I feel more confident in Kelsey putting up 20 points than any wide receiver. Yeah, you know, I don't that's know if I, I'm that's crazy fair. to say that, but like, no, that's very more fair. consistent than all these wide receivers. And sorry, John, he's going against the Philadelphia Eagles. So like, they struggle against Kelsey, tight ends. I've heard. I'm not they sure. Struggle against they struggle against tight so ends. You put Kelsey <laughs> at the top spot, and you slide any of those guys. Font. Um, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't pay up for Thomas. I think he's a little bit too much to go double tight ends. But I think right. Kelsey and Font still works. Kelsey and Schultz works and there was a time where like a five-year run where Arizona couldn't cover the tight end I think they figured that out like it was like blatantly like they can't it didn't matter who it was but they've gotten better over the past year year and a half now so Higby is still interesting if they do find a way to shut down you know Cooper Cup and Robert Woods Higby is still interesting I'll have way less Higby than the rest of the guys I just mentioned um, no more Hawkinson for me. You know, no. I, I tried that thing one time, never tried it again. Um, Mark Andrews in play as well. And six was telling me earlier today that he's going to be on Kittle. So I really love tight ends. I, I love a lot of tight ends over wide receivers this week. So I will be playing with some double sack tight ends. Yeah. And you look at the, uh, look at the projection there, George Kittle's there. And now I don't know if you could see Jason, is there anything that kind of stands out? These are all the top projections so this is going by projection anything stand out when it comes to salary in one of these projections 
Uh, is there somebody that maybe looks a little bit different than the rest? Uh, if you can see, it's Kelsey's price. If you want to say that, well, you, it's Kelsey's price. That's so Evan Ingram. Oh, man. Now, the you reason why it. I'm mentioning this, I, I I know it's Evan Ingram, and you're like, John, you're an idiot. Shut up. Please shut the hell no, up. No, 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 no. I'm not. But, like, sell me, sell me, sell me. Two me, Giants wide me. receivers are questionable and haven't been practicing this week. Uh, it's been Darius Slayton, and I'm pretty sure Kenny Galladay questionable as well, and they haven't been practicing. Could this be a, like, I, I don't think this, this Saints defense is like spectacular by any means. But like Evan Ingram might be there by default. And I know Evan Ingram has had problems. He's had some issues with drops, things like that. But he got six targets in his first game back against Atlanta. Now, he only caught two of them. But let's just say he's able to actually catch a couple of those targets, a couple more of those. Maybe he catches four of those six targets. And maybe the targets even go up and he catches half of them. But like... Stop talking about Evan Ingram, and this is why we're going to play is, Evan Ingram. He is the, no, no, stone, I, 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 the stone cold minimum. 25K, is, he is 3K, Jason, for a guy that who could be the second passing option in an offense. I, I, I dislike Evan Ingram. He's like one of those guys who are like more talented than most of the other tight ends he on is. the field and never every has Sunday. Just, yeah. We can't figure shit out yeah. to actually have yeah. production. I get that. I get it. But – but when I look, look, I told you I don't watch Jet games, and I'm not a Giants fan either. <laughs> so, like, but when I look now and I see, okay, Kenny Galladay, limited practice Thursday. Sterling Shepard, okay, didn't practice Thursday. Okay, Darius Slayton, let me check, didn't participate Thursday. So, like, that's the reason you play Evan Ingram. Look, if they're number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver, number three wide receiver don't play, and – the talented Evan Ingram who can't ever put anything together is 3000. We're going to be forced into playing Evan. Ingram. Yeah. He's Not probably going to line up. He's going to yeah. line out wide. Isn't he? Like he's going to have to play like actual like receiver. I just hope he doesn't like... fumble the ball twice. Like if you can just fumble <laughs> once on Sunday. I'll be straight. See, like, I did the twice... wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I'm trying to sell you on Ingram's talent instead of <laughs> no, trying no. to sell you on the situation. Yeah. <laughs> like he can probably still run a better 40 than every tight end in the league. <laughs> Higher vertical. But like he just needs to like catch the ball and fall. Like yeah, do that that's five <laughs> times and we'll be good. Catch the ball, it fall, seems like a big, play big four thing, quarters. Like, ball. can you stay on the field for four quarters? Yes, catch the ball it. and fall. Then I'll pay three thousand dollars. And I need two of these wide receivers to be out. You know, two out, I'll play him. One out, I won't play him. So, you know, a show that you can listen to where it goes over all the injuries and who's active, who's inactive, and who can start. Oh, yeah, that's the 11 a.m. show where Ghost and Six are going to be giving you their line of plays, a full game by game breakdown and plays that they like. And this may be one of them if, let's the just say, two of the three. It's international. Did I not know this? Yeah, Internationally he's renowned. Canadian, Chicago, the two Knicks. So, we're going to, we're going to. The flagship international show every <laughs> Sunday at 11 a.m. What are yeah. we? Just the Listen, Northeast show? That's all. That's all we. Yeah, are. we're like the the hate show, like Philly <laughs> versus New York. We just hate each other. Talk as much shit as possible. Disgruntled, disgruntled city. You're trying show. to force. This is what you do to me. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, I hate New York teams, and you're forcing these bad know, players. Am, I'm sorry. Corey, you want I'm me sorry. to play Corey Davis and Evan Ingram? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Gross. It's gross. They're going to go know. off this week now. They're going <laughs> to go off. Corey Davis is going to score two touchdowns, and Evan Ingram is going to fall five times but catch the ball for like 65 yards in a touchdown. Yeah, they probably will. You know what, Jason? This is probably a good place to end, by the way. This is a good place to just stop. I've, I've said too many things about about New York, and now you're just disgusted with me. So, a uh, good place to stop here. Win Daily Sports, position by position at Preview, all sponsored by Thrive. If you sign up at Thrive and use the promo code Win Daily, you can get one month free of Win Daily Gold and also a 100% instant match up to $100 on your first deposit. And then also sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.app and go to any of the app stores that you use and search up the Sharp app and download that as well. Sign up, promo code in the description. Double up, buy one month of Win Daily Gold, get one free. And you get this. Look, we have been, we religiously use these things the projection models, the totals tool, which is the best in the industry 
the totals tool that you can check out as well. And you need a gold membership for all of that. We use it and we're offering it to you. So definitely subscribe gold membership to use all of the things and tools that we use to build winning DFS lineups. That is it for us. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. That is Jason Mizrahi. Follow at Sports and also at Jason Mizrahi. Good John, luck. Before we, before yes. we go, one, one last thing. Oh, no. And we can't we what can't we can't leave off without talking about the goat just for just for a minute. He's going back to New England. Oh. And I think he's gonna just embarrass the living. You think hell. so? I, I look this line, like John at the Sharp app didn't give me anything on this game. I didn't ask for it. He's like, I just asked him, what games are you on? He's on the Colts plus two, the Giants plus seven. I love Seattle, the Giants this week, by the way. Love the Seattle Giants. Seattle plus three. We've already locked those three bets yep. in, but I'm going to throw some money up on the Buccaneers. You know, I got it at five and a half. It's up to six and a half right now. I just think Brady has to smash here, unless like he's crying and he's like so emotional. I don't see that happening. No. They're out there to, to win a Super Bowl. And look, Belichick wants to beat him, but like he doesn't have the team to beat him. You know, Mac Jones. Those wide receivers, their defense is not even that good. I think the Bucks are just going to smash them here. So I like Tampa in this game to cover the six and a half. So those are the four bets we got. But I really like the Bucks. I just think, how does Brady like Brady's right, lived that life? Like he's yeah. lived that life where everything goes right for him, unless he plays against Eli Manning. Somehow Eli has like kryptonite over him, which is just hilarious. But. I think Brady is going to smash here. I think they can win by two touchdowns. Pretty yeah, easy. I think so too. And look, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Mac Jones is I look that good. He's been okay. It's not like he's been bad or anything or been terrible. He's just been. We fine. can't even judge him with no wide receivers too. Like right, that's a completely <laughs> fair. Right, yeah. Jacoby Myers. I don't is know. His best I don't know yet target. if he's good or bad. But like the same thing. Like we we kind of knew Cam was not there, but there's no wide receivers there. The the tight end yeah. situation didn't work out. So I like that bet as well, but that's all I got for you tonight. That's great. Uh, And that's, again, a good way to end. Be sure to tune in Sunday, again, 11 a.m. right here at WindailySports.com. Also tonight, 8 o'clock, College Football Superflex with Joel. It's the best show that we have outside of Sticks and Ghosts. Uh, So check that out tonight at 8 o'clock. All our right here. Sucks. Our show definitely. Like, our show three, definitely. We're terrible. Four, we're five. Right. Oh, like, we're, we're definitely we're not in a top two, there. top three. No, like, we're, we're, you this should is watch wrestling show. instead of watching <laughs> the show for sure. Hey, yeah, right. Watch Friday Night SmackDown instead of us tonight. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that is it for us here, Wendell. <laughs>